Hello, welcome to Sumo Mainichi. I'm Amy, I'm here with Dave, and it's day 12 of the Natsu Basho. We are getting closer to the end, closer to find out who is the Yusho winner, and we're pretty excited. We are in the final days of this Basho, um, and it's anyone's game still, which is interesting after that shock uh, reversal last night against Tiranofuji. Yes. Uh, it suddenly opened this Basho up. There's been a lot of discussion of that. I have to say, and I've seen seen both sides, a lot of both sides. So um, famously, John John Gunnick saying it wasn't a hair pull in his uh, his eyes. Yeah, I mean, it was. I saw it with my eyes. I I swear I saw the the fingers curled. I mean, well, where did the fingers go? Yeah, why couldn't I see the fingers? The anymore? fingers disappeared because fi- the fingers were like lighter and the hair was darker and. The fingers weren't there anymore. Yeah. I mean, unless this is some kind of magic trick he does. The I don't disappear- know. The disappearing the fingers. The disappearing fingers. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you see my fingers, there's five of them. Now in the hair, you can't see anything, just my knuckles. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, that's that's our opinion, but everybody saw it in their own way. There's only one right answer, of course, and it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely a shock. Yesterday in the sumo world was a bit of a bin fire mm. in that a lot of news came out and it all seemed to come out on the one day. Speaking of things that are disappearing, Asaniyama's career is on the way out. Right. And so you told me this morning you saw the news report that he denied yeah. the trips. Yeah. So the PR guy came out and obviously had to say something about this scandal and said that initially he had denied it when he was interviewed and then he had confirmed it. <laughs> so so the way I imagine that going is, Asaniyama, did you do it? He's like, oh, definitely not. And then they showed him the photo of him in the back of the van. He's like, I look good in a hoodie. Actually, <laughs> that's me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, hap- what's happening now? Well, you, he is Kujo. Yep. That's confirmed. And the other thing that's confirmed is we won't see him back for the remainder of this basho. Uh, like Ryudin. His uh, suspension won't be decided until after this basho has mm-hmm. finished. Mm-hmm. So what that means for him is at least going into next basho, Kataban. Mm. We saw Abi get a three basho suspension for exactly the same thing. Do you think that Asuniyama's Ozeki status is going to make this punishment harsher? Yeah, I've seen a lot of opinions about this as well. I'm, I'm not sure anyone really knows. Do I think his Ozeki status will make this punishment harder? Yeah, maybe they'll take that into account. I think that's a really good point. I hadn't really thought about it. He he is meant to be an upstanding citizen in the sport. Absolutely. Some of the things I've seen people say is that it it won't be harsher than Arby's punishment because Arby had a history of bad behaviour. I actually don't <laughs> think he? that's true. Oh, come on. I he think because a... he's an Ezeki now, I think the punishment might be harsher. It might be. Um, it was interesting. I was watching the NHK coverage and enjoying Murray Johnson's call, as we always do. Murray described this uh, this situation as Asniyama being, and I quote here, out late at night at a drinking establishment. Oh, yeah. I think, Murray, you've missed a few of the big <laughs> points of this one, which is multiple times it was a hostess bar <laughs> and it was during a lockdown. I'm worried about where Murray, Murray's been spending his time now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a drinking establishment. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's technically the truth. Yep. Technically the truth. We and love we you, love Murray. It. Love you, Murray. Yeah, he, yeah, there are a few points here. I, I saw an interesting take as well that, 
we've we've all struggled through the pandemic, right? Yep. I'm starting a soliloquy. <laughs> sure. The music starts playing. Da-na, and that it's been particularly hard on people who have, you know, have a lot of restrictions applied. And when you're in the sport of sumo, you are heavily restricted and there are a lot of things you aren't allowed to do. And so, and, and people's mental health have been sort of really challenged all around the world. And so, you know, this take was that he, he was you know, feeling depressed and feeling bad about the situation and needed something to perk himself up. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to take myself out of this conversation. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a great take, is it, I don't think? It's not a great take. Yeah. You've got a responsibility to your uh, other ricochet at your hair. You've got a responsibility to the sport. You're an, am- an ambassador. Mm. Um You know, and if you think that just a hoodie is going to keep you anonymous when you're rocking a frame like that, you're a little bit naive. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's all very well that what has happened, but it's we just keep coming back to the the COVID thing. It's really the COVID thing, and and that's what they'll be investigating whether he's breached the actual rules that were put in place to keep the ricochet and all the staff and the audience safe. So you know, it seems pretty mm. pretty cut and dry in terms of that investigation, doesn't it? Well, it's Article One. Yeah, don't go. Around. Photo of Asanyama. <laughs> Coming out of the hostess club and getting yeah. in the van, uh, the case rests. Yeah. I felt really sad this morning when I woke up and realised that it was still happening and that I hadn't <laughs> dreamt it. I have some pretty wacky dreams, right? So me dreaming that Asaniyama was suspended because he went out late at night to a drinking establishment is nowhere near past the realms of possibility for me. So when I realised it was real, I just felt really sad. It's well, sad. You've got a fair bit of time to process this because it'll be a while before we see him again, is my guess. Mm. Uh, another ricochet oh God. who just has too much love to give to this world, Ryudin. Yeah. There was some news that came out. Well, I say news in inverted commas. Yeah, this is very much alleged. So this has come out in a, a gossip mag, I guess you'd call it, that uh, he's had an extramarital affair. She got pregnant. He was very keen on an abortion and that happened. Um and that maybe not even just that, that he might, might have had a few few things on the side. Well, look, I, I mean, I think this is a slightly different issue though, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, and, you know, providing he was doing this in a COVID safe manner, it's not actually a concern for the JSA. He's 25 mistresses. <laughs> he was seeing them in a COVID safe manner. Well, look, we don't know. Yeah. He was probably sanitising thoroughly. (laughs) (laughs) Sanitising what? Oh, no. So, yeah, we don't know what's happened here. We don't know timelines really. Well, I don't. And I guess that's what they'll be investigating there. There is definitely a line, as you said, between the the personal life stuff, which is still, for me, disappointing. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's kind of none of our business. No. I mean, Rian's a rock star. Yeah, it's it's just very different from how... It's like a Sunny too. If you had have told me, okay, there's going to be a scandal, two scandals this special, who are the two guys who it would be about? Who are the two guys who are going to do something really bad? Aki Sayama. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Ryun wouldn't be far down your list though, would he? God, who would it be actually? Yeah, exactly. It'd be Endo yeah, for me, for sure. Oh yeah. He's getting out. Yeah. Um, Maybe Endo, maybe like Teretsuyoshi. I see him as a bad boy for Jeez. some reason. I don't know why. Um, yeah, so Ryudin, we don't know what's happened. All alleged, obviously, he has been out QJ for the whole basho, but that 
that article has has just been made its way around the sumo community and boy is there a lot to say about it from other people there's also news that a, an oyakata from Asahiyama Bayer, so there's no secretory from there that we know at this point, has been done for uh, harassing and abusing a rikishi from his stable through the Japanese messaging app Line. I mean, look, let's look at the positives here. It's certainly good to see Oyakata harnessing technology. <laughs> you know, they are famously old-fashioned mm-hmm. and we've seen a lot of resistance around social media. So I think there are some positive signs here. Well, the other thing is that it's not like... Naruto Bayoyakata yeah, or something know, like I that know. would be a devastating. That would be too much for us that to take That would break us. Week. We would yeah. all absolutely lose our minds if that happened. He cannot be cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is obviously unpleasant. I, I thought what you were going to say and what I will say is a good thing out of this is that this has been called out more often and, and uh, because I'm sure it happens all the time. And I'm sure it does. And being, being taken out and people are feeling maybe a little bit more comfortable to speak up about it. Finally... The last, I don't know if this is a scandal, but it's certainly interesting news. Aqua, he's had two car accidents already. It's it's kind of a joke that he's a bit accident prone and that he, he comes back and competes maybe even better after he has an accident. Well, he's had another one. So apparently he had a bike accident and this injury that he sustained, he fell off and he had to get 10 staples in his foot. So that would have to be... One hell of a gash. I've got a few questions about this. Aqua, please. Well, firstly, how do they insure this guy? (laughs) I mean, he's a walking liability. He's an absolute um, antenna for problems. (sighs) Uh, But what we haven't seen this Basho, I mean, the last two Basho where he had car accidents, we saw his sumo improve. Yep. This happened on Tuesday. He lost yesterday. Yep. With the staples in the foot, I mean, that's obviously hard uh, for him to recover from that. Yeah. By staples, I I guess they mean those those stitches, but the more simple stitches. Yeah. Yeah, so poor old Aqua, he just just shouldn't get on any mode of transportation at any time. Well, I feel like we've started this episode off with a lot of negatives. Why don't we get into the actual sumo and uh, talk about some positives? Let's do it. It's Jurio. Tohakuryu, he took it over Wakamoto Haru with a huge skuinage, a great win for him to take him to 9-3 and keep him in the Jurio race. Wakamoto Haru is 7-5. and five. Ichi Yamamoto got his kachikoshi today. He beat Nishikigi Yorikiri. Nishiki Fuji, though, he lost to Sadanaumi, who is hoofing it down the road to kachikoshi. Nishiki Fuji drops two off the pace now, so he's probably out of the Yusho race, you have to think, at eight and four. Bushozan, though, he smashed a win against Takagenji. What a basho this lad is having. He turned him right around in a push from the side one at four, and he's nine three as well. Just looking so confident. He's bringing a certain attitude to his bouts now, and once everything's working for him, he looks so strong. Great signs for his future. Yeah. Oho and Yutakiyama. Now, this one had no bearing on the U show. I was just interested in it. <laughs> Oho actually came up with the win. He bodied Yutakiyama back, didn't let him get away at the edge, and I thought showed quite a bit of strength today. Yeah. They're yeah. Both didn't he? Uh, seven and five. But yeah, body to body with the big Yutakiyama. Yeah. I mean, Oho's one we're keeping a very close eye on. Obviously, he comes from great lineage, and we saw him come up to Jurio. Uh, 
I think probably back in January and absolutely fail. Yeah. And now he's taking on Yutakiyama and looking amazing. Yep. Kyoku Taisei, he won today against Haku Yozan. The reason I mention this is that he stepped up onto the doyo in a beautiful dark yellow, maybe even dull gold mawashi. So he's ditched the silver or the white and on day 12 <laughs> adopted a new colour and it led to the win for him. He'd lost so many in a row well, now. Well, he'd lost five in a row before mm. that. So the last minute colour changes worked out well for him. He's seven and five. Ura came up next against Chiona Umi. It was a long and tough bout and a bit of a surprise that Chiona Umi put up so much resistance. There was a lot of waiting and baiting. Chiona Umi, he stepped out just before Ura flew across the Tawara. So that was Ura on nine and three. He stays in touch with that uh, second leader pack, or now now the leaders. He was a bit lucky here, Ura, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. It was really close. Like he definitely, if Chiana Umi had have got his footwork just a bit better there, yeah. he would have won. And there was so much waiting here. They were just doing that thing where they stood yeah. there and <laughs> sort of just chopped their hands at each other. Enho, he was unable today to snag another win against Kotoshoho. He did really well, though. He tugged Kotoshoho down right on the Tawara with his arm. They both fell together. Amonui was called, but the initial call of Kotoshoho as the winner stood. So that means that finally we've seen Enho's Makakoshi. It was probably always going to come. but I thought he was unlucky here, Enho. Yeah. I mean, he'd, he'd got himself into a bit of trouble, but... Man, looking at that replay, I reckon that at least had to be a Torinaoshi. Yeah, it was so close. It looked to me as though Enho touched the ground second. Mm-hmm. Kotoshoho, he's seven and five, pulled that one off with a little bit of luck. Chiono, can anyone stop this man? Today he had a fairly simple win against Mitoriu, who's no easy beat. He was doing really well this time around. That's nine wins in a row for Chiono, and he's out the front again on ten and two. Well, let's have a look at the leaderboard. Chiona, oh, he's clear. He's on 10 wins at this stage. There is a pack uh, behind him, but it's only three people today. Ura, Tohakuryu and Bashorzan, one behind on nine wins. Uh, the only person that is missing that dropped off from yesterday is Nishiki Fuji after his loss. All right, well, let's move to Makuchi. The first bout of the day was Ishira against Jurio visitor Tokushori. He's used to being down here at the bottom of Makuchi. And he withstood Ishira's initial attacks. He found an opening and came back forward powerfully. Ishira danced back trying to get away from him and Tokushori moved quickly for his bulk. He found Ishira again and pushed him out. Oshidashi. Well, Kachikoshi for Tokushoryu. Yeah. At Jirio too, I think we're going to see him back. That's great news. Well, I mean, a few things have to go his way. Another couple of wins wouldn't hurt. Looks good against Ishira today. So that's eight and four for Tokushoryu. He might be taking Ishira's place. He may very well be because Ishira is now five and seven. At Maegashira 16, he needs to win the next three days desperately to stay in the top division. Chiyotaryu was up next against Okonumi. Chiyotaryu opens with a thrust and Okonumi looks tentative as he defends here. Chiyotaryu was able to continue forward and then gave an almighty pull, sending Okonumi down to the dirt Hikiyotoshi. A pity for Okonumi. He's right up there with the leaders, but also shouldn't have got fooled by Chiyotaryu in this way, but it's happened to everyone. I just think he was too defensive today. He wasn't really aggressive and looking for the win. I think he was waiting for Chiyotaryu to make a mistake. That's Kachikoshi for Chiyotaryu. Oh, good. Good stuff. 
Tamawashi and Kaisei were up next. Tamawashi got a Norowa with one hand, then a Norowa with the other. Once Kaisei reclaimed his throat, he stayed low and was able to take Tamawashi back and out. A bit of a surprise. Well, what happened here? Kaisei made Tamawashi look very, very slow. I think he, um, because he was held, he was holding Kaisei up so high, Tamawashi, when Kaisei moved away, he was able to come back in under and get a good position there. But it's not something you always see him do. Well, and it's not something, yeah, I mean, this is very un-Tamawashi and very (laughs) un-Kaisei. So with that win, Kaisei is six and six, and with the loss, Tamawashi is on the same score, six and six. Daimami was up next against Teretsuyoshi. Daimami, he always seems to take a long time to get settled here and it's starting to get under my skin. When they got going, this was a very short but action-packed bout. Teretsuyoshi went in low and got the belt, but Daimami was able to grab the upper body and drive Teretsuyoshi back. Daimami, he found a left hand on the back of the belt of Teretsuyoshi and he lifted him towards the bales, but Teretsuyoshi grounded his feet, tried a neck grab throw, but Daimami had a good belt grip here and he deposited Teretsuyoshi over the bales. Yeah, when I hear the description of that and when I think back on the bout, it sounds like Teretsuyoshi didn't really do that well and Daimami was in control the whole way, but um, I thought at the time that Teretsuyoshi was actually doing all right. He did go for the Maimitsu at the start, maybe a bit of inspiration from Endo. I thought he, he did switch Daimami around uh, a little bit, but Daimami too strong. Can I say that there was a, a, a replay from another angle that you didn't see on the coverage you were watching? Yeah. It made it look very one-sided. Okay. <laughs> There's a, From the NHK like original angle, Teretsuyoshi looks in it, but the reverse angle shows he was... Yeah, not. I mean, I did see the legs kicking in the air, <laughs> yeah, so that gives slightly, a, pretty, exactly. a pretty good sign of what's going on there. Teretsuyoshi, he's on the road now. He's five and seven, and Daimami is six and six with that win. Shimano Umi and poor old Akua, as we've discovered. We now know about his situation, and it makes more sense that Shimano Umi is able to get him on the back injured foot and up under the arms and muscle him back and out. Akua flew off the doyo to squish down on his stomach in the second row. Yeah. So this is Makakoshi for yeah. Akua. Back down to Jurio for him. Yes. At Maegashira 17, it will be. Yeah. There's a spot for Tokushuri. Well. There's one, and there might be sure. more than that. I just think well. he was a little bit uncontrolled today in his sumo. Akawa was going a bit hard against Shimanoumi, who just, he wasn't worried. Shimanoumi with that win is six and six. And as we said, Akawa, Makakoshi, four and eight. Maybe his, he needs to be in a vehicle accident rather than a bike. He shouldn't be riding a bike during a basho anyway. Well, where was he going? Oh, great question. Why was he on a bike? I do have those questions. Oh, I mean, are you suggesting drinking establishment? Oh, definitely not. Not Aqua. <laughs> if I heard that about, oh, God, That'd I can't have this happen too many more times. <laughs> <laughs> the next bout of the day was Kodnawaka and Kagiyaki. Kagiyaki goes under the Kodnawaka attack out of the touchy eye, looking tentatively for the belt at first, but then locking up on the body. Kodnawaka did not look comfortable here as Kagiyaki worked him back to the bales, but Kodnawaka kept his head. He found a belt grip and pulled Kagiyaki down over the bales as he charged in. Kodnawaka was patient here. Wasn't he? He just waited. He knew he wanted to and and hopefully could do something with that right hand. Waited for the moment. It's dangerous to do that against Kagiyaki. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking Kagiyaki was about to like power forward. That's what he loves to do. It's all about the forward movement for him. 
And I thought if you wait too long. Exactly. You're going to be down. Um, I mean, Kageyaki isn't quite in the best touch, but I don't know, risky gambit from Kodnawaka, but one that pays off. He moves to seven and five. Kageyaki is now on the road to Kachikoshi, five and seven. Tsurugisho up against Chiyomaru. Chiyomaru, who comes out with both hands outstretched, which is his typical tachiya, shoves Tsurugisho on the chest. Tsurugisho has started doing nothing at the tachiya. He just basically stands up. <laughs> I don't know if he always did this. I feel like I need to go back and watch his old bods, but he, <laughs> he's just not really doing anything. No, he's not. You're exactly right about that. So it was a little surprise that Chiamari was able to at least get his arms around Tsurugisho, get himself into a bit of a position. And even though Tsurugisho helped himself to the belt there in that position, Chiamari was able to swing him down. Tsukiyotoshi. I thought this was a great response from Chiamaru when Tsurugisho on the belt mm-hmm. got on the belt. He didn't have a lot of time. No. Before Tsurugisho was going to do something with that belt grip and he just finished it before that could happen. Yeah, he didn't let him get established on the belt. Yep. It was really clever because he yeah, he didn't push or pull with his own grip. He just sort of f- took his momentum and flipped him. He's flipped not him a belt guy and he recognised that very, very quickly and picked up the Tsukiyotoshi win. Chiyomaru at Maegashira 16 is now within striking distance of Akachikoshi. He's please. seven and five. Please. Tsurugisho, unfortunately, uh, Makakoshi. How do you feel about that? Well, since he started, I've noticed this touchy eye. It's not really <laughs> very inspiring. I do love the guy. Look, I'm not happy with this. At Maegashira 8, though, yeah. I, I don't mind him going down a few things until he's he's inspired again at the touchy eye. Another couple of wins wouldn't hurt for him. No. The next bout of the day was Kotoeko and Endo. Endo missed the shallow grip on Kotoeko out of the touchy eye and Kotoeko pounced. He drove Endo back with some full body shoves. Endo, he's on the bales here. He strains and he stretches. He bends back. It was like he was only held up by the roar of the Kokugikan crowd. <laughs> but Kotoeko was bumping and pumping and Endo had to step back over the bales. A yachty kitty win for Kotoeko. This was a bit heartbreaking though. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have we have been on board with Endo this time around and he wasn't able to do a whole lot here, but geez, he got up on the tiptoes. He knows how to mount a defence. There is no taking yourself out. Five steps inside the Tawara like Ichinojo, which again, I have not given up on. But yeah, he's, he he really held himself up there for a long time. Let's swap to Kotoeko though. One more win. One, One more win. win. We get to well, hear the song. I'm absolutely confident he'll do that. It's funny to see Endo lose going for that uh, belt grip out of the touchy eye. I don't like that move from him. Right. Because it's too predictable. Well, I feel like we haven't seen it a lot this Basho and we've seen him win a lot this yeah. Basho. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it's like I thought he might have stop doing this. Yes. So interesting to see what he does over the last few days mm. to, you know, potentially move into the double digit territory. Endo 9-3, Kotoeko 7-5. Chiyoshoma and Takara Fuji. Chiyoshoma, he started with a Noroa and Takara Fuji does not like that one bit. He's much more active at the moment. And he almost ran forward at Chiyoshoma who struggled to get out of the way and in fact did not get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Oshitoshi win for Takara Fuji. Well, that's three wins in a row for the businessman yeah, now. I mean, he's, he's salvaging this basho. He's now six and six. <laughs> Against his Maegashiro 11 opponent. Hey, Chiyoshima's in pretty good form. He is actually, yeah. You know, that's fair. I mean, someone needs to call the boys and tell them to wait up because dad's going to be looking at them in the eyes tonight. <laughs> Great stuff from Takara Fuji. He's six and six, as is Chiyoshima. 
Hoshori was up next against Tochinoshin. This was their first time meeting. Tochinoshin taking his sweet time to get settled before they kick off. Now, at the Tachiai, Tochinoshin tried a very rare backwards henker. Where he do you mean he stepped he stepped backwards? He, he said that to me at the time, and I was like, I don't know actually quite well, what you mean. It, a hanker is normally a sideways movement. Yes, and it's like he didn't really move sideways. It's yes. like he tried, but he didn't go really that far. <laughs> uh, so it didn't quite work. But it, what it does is it results in Hoshoryu being off balance and way too close to Tochinoshin, who grabs the belt and just dumps Hoshoryu down over the bales, Yoritaoshi. Yeah. Well, Hoshoryu at the Tachiai actually went for the leg grab. Oh, did he? So yeah. as Tochinoshin kind of stepped away, he he missed the grab. His hands kind of glanced off it. I don't know what would have happened if he had have got it, but that's a very brave move off the touch yard, but probably a good one yeah. to try against Tochinoshin. He did um, fall really awkwardly off the doya. He kind of rolled backwards and fell off with his neck sort of down on the on the ground. Yeah, he crunched on the side of the doya. Yeah, and then he stayed there for a, a few oh, 30 seconds or so, sort of maybe he was winded. I hope it was I, only being winded. He looked okay after it. I actually think this is 50% having the wind knocked out of you mm. and 50% dreading getting on social media tonight <laughs> yeah. because honestly this wasn't great sumo from him no although if he had have pulled that move off we would yeah. have said he was a genius yeah i would have yeah you would I'll have admit that yeah <laughs> i'm pointing a finger at you yeah well he's five and seven he's on the road which is um really disappointing for him i think after the sumo and the, the two ozeki uh, scalps that he's claimed so far i tell you what but look he's he's a young man who responds well to this kind of pressure yep yep that's fair enough he's going to get kachikoshi <laughs> tochinoshin the pressure was off after getting his makakoshi yesterday <laughs> he can hanker all he likes and he is or try to try to he's 4 and 8 Aoyama up against Miyogiryu. Aoyama was grunting a lot today. At least <laughs> Did I you hear that grunt? Assume at the it was him. Yeah. yeah, he was really going for it. I love it. it. Some upper chest shoving back and forth. And then as Aoyama backed off, Miyogiryu came at him. He followed Aoyama right up until they were on the Tawara. And then Aoyama took one last cheeky step to the side for a big guy. And Miyogiryu was out, he slapped him down on the way past. This is a bit of a concern. Miyogiryu should have been been able to outmaneuver Aoyama I, here. I would have thought so. He looked very flat-footed or something. I mean, not to take it away from Aoyama, he moved his feet really well. He was on the offensive, but come on, Miyogiryu. Yeah. I think he just committed himself too much to that yeah. last charge, perhaps. Yeah. He's 5-7. Aoyama, that's his second win being back. He's two wins, two losses. <laughs> And we'll forget about the eight days off. Yep. It's 2-2. Two, two. That's a good score to be on day 12. Um, Nyogiryu, we should say, is on the road to Kachikoshi mm -hmm. now too. Mm -hmm. Kirubiyama up next against Tobizaru. Tobizaru went low at the touchy eye and it seemed to catch Kirubiyama off guard. Tobizaru followed up with some thrusts that kept Kirubiyama off balance. And then Tobizaru transitioned into a rear belt grip. I didn't quite see how this happened, but he was just there behind Kirabiyama. He spun him around and Tobizaru, he was behind him, hugged him and took him over the bales. Okuridashi. It's, Thank you, Tobizaru. It's because it's the full chaos bout with these two. Yeah. I can think of none more worthy than these two to execute such a wacky Yeah, Okuridashi. it's true. I, I mean, Tobizaru 
going under Kiribayama, though, must have really surprised him. Yeah. He also, the hand he had on the marsh, he was like over the other side of the yeah. knot and he was sort of pulling from this weird angle. <laughs> so- and Kiribayama got so off balance, but I think it's also because he's just Kiribayama. Yeah. <laughs> he's always off balance. So that's a much needed win yeah. from Toby Zaru. Big MNW. And Kiribayama. So they're both on three and nine. Maigashira four for Kiribayama, Maigashira two for Toby Zaru. Gee, they need a couple more in these closing days of this basho. <laughs> Do they ever. Wakatoka Kage comes up against Hidna Umi. We're feeling very sorry for Hidna Umi because he's uh, he's got this toe injury and it looks very difficult for him to win. But he comes out straight line against Wakatoka Kage. Tries one pull, his hands slide off, but the second pull from Hidna Umi ends up with Wakatoka Kage on all fours. How did this happen? Oh. I mean, sumo's a funny old game, isn't it? Yeah. Like this this is one you could almost like write a description for and go and grab a drink. <laughs> Do you know? I mean, we've what we've seen from Hidunumi has been an absolute absence of resistance. Wakatago, we've seen him beat two Ozeki, two Sekiwake, and one Komasubi. And then he loses against the guy with the broken foot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, technically I it was that's broken foot. A good thing to try. Because it meant that he didn't really have to come forward or go back. He could just, like, keep trying to pull until he got him down. But the bad thing was for Wakataka Kage was he let it happen. Did Wakataka Kage overcommit at the Tachiai? Was that the issue here? Possibly he thought it was going to be too easy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It was a pretty weird outcome here. Oh, God. You don't seem happy enough. I think it's because it's against Wakataka Kage, right? Well, do you know what I was actually hoping was that Hidunumi would go, he'd lose, go Makakoshi and go Kyujo. Because I think yes, right. he needs to recover. No, I, I, I should I should be happy. But I, I also have a very vested interest in Wakataga Kage mm. posting a big score here. For sure. And at Maegashira 1 on day 12, he's still looking for that elusive eighth win. He's 7 and 5. Uh, Hidunumi still on the road to Kachikoshi. <laughs> Good on him. Jeez. All right. The next bout of the day, Komasubi, Mitakumi, and Maegashira to Meisei. Meisei had the faster touchy eye. This allowed him to get in close and shut down Mitakumi's thrusting attacks. They both locked onto the front of each other's belts, but it was Meisei, with his head down, was able to maintain better balance, and he moved Mitakumi back all the way across the doyo and eventually over the bales. It's a funny old game. Oh, we've said it before. We'll say <laughs> we'll it again. We'll say it again. The second week Mitakumi is now the oh, trouble week yeah. for him. I mean, Meisei, though, he's come alive, hasn't he? Oh, um, That's true. We can't take away from Meisei. He was very strong in this. But Mitakumi got to seven wins on day nine. Mm. And it's now day 12 and he hasn't found that eighth win. So lost the last two. This takes it to three wins. Sorry, three losses in a row for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say it, but this is why he's probably not going to find himself much higher than this. Oh, but every time I was really I on board this time, I, I feel like I feel a bit embarrassed like by the end that I've committed <laughs> so hard to him at the start. I really yeah. went for it. Please get a Kachikoshi at least. And look, me. these are the ones he should be winning. Yeah. I'll, I'll resign from the, from the uh, supporters club. If he doesn't get Kachikoshi? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. You'll be back joined. on board. <laughs> I just joined two days ago, but I was on now. Magashira one, Hokuto Fuji up against Komasubi Daisho. This, 
I thought might have been a good bout because these guys both love to go for it. They're both pusher thrusters. It can be wild. But it was over in less than a second. They slapped together. Dayesha was straight down. How did the big man even slap down that fast? I don't know how yeah. he... His I mean, hands moved that fast. So both of these Rikishi were 4-7 coming into this. So Makakoshi was on the line for mm-hmm. the loser. So this was a great piece of programming, actually. I would have preferred it last. I mean, how good would have this been last? <laughs> Come on. Send people out into the world with a great feeling. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hogata Fuji has this way of sometimes winning these big matchups quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I don't know, surprising. is it because he has that threat of blowing you away at the touchy eye that... You know, on days like this, when he holds back a bit, he can just slap down quickly and finish it. Yes. So you, you mean he didn't go out as hard on yeah, the touch hands so. as waited? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a full weight, but I just don't think he committed as hard. We know what Daesho is going to do. Well, it was very clever against him because honorary sumo mainichi komasubi and now actual komasubi Daesho <laughs> is now Makakoshi. Open up that slot. And let the resulting speculation as to who's going to fill it Jeez. begin. I'm, I'm already feeling how difficult this next <laughs> guest of Bantuko is going to be. It's The uh, sumo community love this. It's carnage. We're going to abs- all absolutely go for it. All right. So we're heading in to the final four bouts of the day, or should I say final three bouts of the day. We've got three Ozeki left mm-hmm. after Asanyama's going Kyujo. But up next, we have Ozeki Shodai and Sekiwake Takanosho. Okay, well, this was very much a bout of three acts. Act one, Takanosho powers forward. He swamped Shodai, but Mr. Thrust, Shodai ducks out of the way and we move on to act two. <laughs> this is Shodai's act. He steams in at Takanosho, all attacks, but Takanosho gets out of the way again of the final attack. Act three, they lock up on the bales, both facing out, but Shodai is somehow able to leverage his upper body grip into a beautiful Sukuinage beltless arm throw, sending Takanosho to the ground. Shodai doing a lot of work on the bales there. He came away with the win, but again, he's just looking a little, little bit shaky. It's probably it was messy sumo too today, much ducking and weaving. So Takanosho with this loss, he's Makakoshi. Yeah, yeah. So this definitely means that he drops from Sekiwake. How much by is depending on his wins over the last few days. This is his fourth basho in Sekiwake. So he's gone 8, 7, 9, 6, 8, 7, mm. and now so far 4, 8. So, yeah, really disappointing. He hasn't managed to achieve a whole lot there. Like we joke about him sort of always getting 7, 8 or 8, 7, um, always sort of hitting that middle. And now it's happened again but on the wrong side of it. It's an incredibly uh, difficult position to be in. He's very young. He shot up to Mm. Sekiwake. Uh, Yeah, and I guess the question now is can he get a couple of wins to maybe stay in Sanyaku? Mm -hmm. Um, Which, again, could take up one of those Komasubi spots, but still a lot of sumo to go. Have we found who's going to be in (laughs) Daisho's spot? (laughs) Now, following this bout, have we said the scores? Uh, Shodai, 7-5, crucially. So one more win and he retains his Ozeki status. And as we said, Takanosho Makakoshi, 4-8. Following this bout, Takiyasu walks up, accepts the Fusensho. Now, this Fusensho has a few ramifications. Number one, it's Takayasu's 800th bout. Oh. It's also his Kachikoshi. Yes. 
He got an interview. He looked super fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Hair looked great. Hair looked great. Body I think he'd had the, fresh. the cucumbers on the eyes today. <laughs> looked very, very good. A uh, little sheepish in the interview, I have did to say. Did you say I just did my own brand of walking up onto the yeah. video to accept a fish and show? But then also this counts as his sixth win in a row. Ah, uh, yes. So not too bad for Takiyasu. He's eight and four. All right. Well, we had Ichinojo. And Takakesho up on the doyo next. This is actually a great matchup. I was really looking forward to this. Ichinojo, he actually takes it to Takakesho off the tachi eye. One huge shove from above on Takakesho's chest. Then later he got another one, which sent Takakesho rocking backwards. Lots of face slap attempts. And then Ichinojo, he tries a slap down. His hands wrapped around Takakesho's head. Usually this would probably get Takakesho down, especially from someone as strong as Ichinojo, but he goes Enho style onto his haunches. And it's such a cool move and really shows his form and stability at the moment. He pops back up, more slaps. Ichinojo wraps his arms around Takakesho's neck again, and this is a mistake. Yeah. Takakesho darts forward and shoves Ichinojo out. You can't give him an opening like this. You're exactly right. I thought this was so solid from Ichinojo but with a couple of crucial mistakes. And it's where he went for the slap down. It's where he tried to do some kind of pull. I thought he looked good. He, he really took it to Takakesho. The shoves were great. The shoves were so great. So strong. And from above as well. Like it's hard yeah. for Takakesho to push Ichinojo because he's level with his belly. It's really inter- interesting to see Ichinojo at Maegashira 6 really challenge Takakesho here and really made Takakesho show us some moves that we haven't seen from him before around that squatting down and being able to maintain balance through that. Yeah. Very impressive. You don't see it happen to many other Rikishi than Enho, really, that that squat, the yeah, full exactly. haunches business. Yep. Maybe sometimes uh, Ishiura or, or Teretsuyoshi or someone like that. But, yeah, Takakesho got down there. And got back up. He's 10 and 2. He is doing everything to keep himself in this. He certainly is. I feel proud of him. Ichinojo is on 8 and 4. That brings us to the final bout of the day. Maegashira Onosho up against Ozeki Terunofuji. Now, this was a pretty interesting bout to finish the day. Terunofuji, as we mentioned earlier, famously coming off that Hansoku reversal with the hair pull yesterday for his first loss. And Onosho's coming into this with a record that is quite unbelievable. It's 4-1 against Terunofuji. So if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Onosho. Yeah, so he at, lost to him in January and March. Well, that's, I mean, I mean, he's like Takiyasu. He's, he was the other person who could beat him when no one else could. <laughs> and the touchy eye, Terunofuji missed the front belt grip at the touchy eye, but... This really didn't matter. Terunofuji quickly stood himself up, moved in and bodied Onosho back and over the bales. Yorikiri win for him. Ozeki Terunofuji, 11 wins, one loss. Every single Terunofuji fan breathing a big sigh of relief and most other people as well, I would say, because this really was a danger point for Terunofuji mentally and Physically, I think. Yeah, I agree. Come, we were talking last night after we'd recorded the podcast just around psychologically how is that result for Terunofuji going to affect him in the in the next few days, but especially today. Yeah, especially because of the controversy around it, I guess, and the fact that his own Oyakata was involved. That photo, which is now almost a meme of him looking sort of looking over to the 
the Shimpan discussing during the Monoe really shows an insight into to how it made him feel. His face after that bout he was showed another insight. Yeah, he was shattered. <laughs> and for him to come back from that is is just very, very impressive. He's 11 and 1, so he's still out one in front. Oh, not sure after that, 6 and 6. So we have, yeah, Ternafuji on 11, Takakesho on 10. As I said, just, just not letting himself be taken out of this, which is also a sign of his mental strength at the moment. Endo on nine, out by himself there. And still mathematically in it, but it would take three Terunofuji losses um, and force a playoff, are Takayasu, Ichinojo, Okonomi and Chiatari. Just saying that for fun. Yeah, I think that's all it can be really. Uh, let's have a look at the who the top three are fighting tomorrow. Terunofuji in the third last bout of the day, takes on Ichinojo. 7-2 record, Terunofuji's way. Mm-hmm. Last bout of the day, Takakesho takes on Endo. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that's that's some genius programming there. Yeah, that's I, pretty good, actually. It's pretty good. If I mean, it's interesting in the sense that if Endo wins, Terunofuji could potentially go two ahead again. Yes, Takakesho really needs to win this one. And what does their record look like? Uh, it is 7-3, Takakesho's way, but one of those Takakesho wins is a Fusensho. So, I mean, Endo's done it before. We know Endo's in pretty good touch. Yeah. Um, as is Takakesho. I think that is no doubt bout of the day. I'm very, very excited. Glad to see it last for once. Yeah, they've done good there. Who does Shorai have? He's got Tucker Fuji. Okay. Because yeah. he just needs that one more. Yep. Uh, he has a 13-3 record against Tucker Fuji, but Tucker Fuji's finding some form. Takiyasu takes on Myogiryu. And Mitakeumi? Uh, takes on Onosho. Okay, so that's for his Kachikoshi. And Wakataka Kage too will be going for his... Against Hokuto Fuji. Oh, you just... Did you just... No, I didn't say it, but yeah, that's a big one tomorrow as well. Hard one for him. Thank you so much for joining us on Sumo Mainichi. We'll be here to bring you this thrilling end of the Basho, starting with Day 13 tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah.